Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. VGK Development Camp ended Thursday. One player stands out. We'll talk about that player next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Hi, everyone. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas, the only place on the planet where we could see Victor Wembanyama and Britney Spears collide. <laughs> I threw that out there for you. It's WTF. Uh, subscribe again to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. Also, find us on Twitter. He is at TD Chris G. I am at Tony Dasco, and of course at Lockdown VGK. So, Chris, development camp ended yesterday. The one player that stood out to me, and I'm sure to you as well, and everyone was Jackson Hallam. Uh, he just completed his freshman season at the University of Michigan, and uh, he was VGK's 91st pick. Uh, in the third round of the 2020 draft, and he's played in the USHL, and then he went to the University of Michigan. I'll tell you what, he was dominant. He scored twice in like 45 seconds in the game yesterday, and I was watching it. it again, it looked like one of those horribly produced AHL, you know, <laughs> broadcasts, but okay. But I still kind of stuck with it, and he scores once, just takes the puck himself, speedy, into the zone, scores. And I th they said that it was Isaiah Seville, but someone was disputing that, of course, on Twitter. I just went with, off of the live stream, right? And then off of a turnover, very quickly, boom, boom, and he scores again. Uh, very explosive. Earlier, he had the first goal of the camp. He had the shootout goal in their first scrimmage. And he's definitely on the radar now. So a freshman at the University of Michigan, again, drafted three seasons ago. So when do we see him finally surface here in the AHL, in Henderson, or uh, down with the Ghost Pirates? Where where do you think his career takes him next? Um, You mentioned University of Michigan. Is he Was he in his final season down there? Freshman or up there? Freshman. Okay, so, I mean, it depends on you how long play he's going to stay there. Right. You could play professionally, and then you could go on to the college route. So he's he was drafted three years ago. Yeah, I mean, I'm not exactly sure what his trajectory is, but he was the first player that Ryan Craig mentioned when asked about standouts. He also talked about Brisson, Cormier, um, et cetera, et cetera. A uh, quick shout out, buddy of mine, uh, Josh Rial was actually, uh, one of the linesmen for that, uh, game, the last nice. one yesterday that was, uh, tossed up there. But young, young kid, uh, I started working with him a couple of years ago and I don't even know if he's 21 years old right now. And he got to work the lines and, you know, basically a professional level atmosphere. So, uh, cool. Good on you, Josh. If you watch this, congrats. Uh, yeah. And he's one of the people actually taught me how to ref. So take that for, uh, for good, for bad or for worse, I guess. Uh, going back on to camp, like I said, um, Craig, it, it, it's nice to hear Ryan Craig talk. Like, yeah, I watched his presser. Sounded yeah, like I know. He's, he's laid back. He's enjoying it. He's smiling. He's not uh, beaten down yet or anything like that. So, um, you know, nice and upbeats. And it's, um, Craig is going to be a good voice down there, I think. He's going to be just, he seems like a really good 
natural fits. Um, a lot of his comments in his presser yesterday were surrounded by developing relationships. That was a term I heard a couple of times, building those relationships with the players, with the support staff, with the coaches, with everyone that's going to be around him. So you can see that Craig certainly has a mission to bring a different type of culture, keyword, a different type of culture down to the HL level. And I don't know if there was that same culture with Viveros. I'm not saying there was or wasn't. I honestly don't know. It's but Craig voice. is on a mission. Craig is yeah. on a mission, I think For it sure. seems like. No, that's really good. He's definitely a company man. There's no doubt about that. And Coach Craig said <laughs> he's made. They, he's safe. He's safe. Yeah. And they said that he accomplished. Uh, he, he told the media that he accomplished what they wanted to in the camp. And he said that there were some guys that really stood out that we didn't know about that they're going to bring back for the rookie camp in September. Back to Hallam. He by far was the best skater on the ice, even through the fogginess of the AHL broadcast. He by far, to me, was uh, the best skater out there. At Michigan, six goals, um, 11 assists, 17 points, 39 games. Uh, I think one more year, perhaps, of college, and then who knows, right? Then they start. I want to see him be developed, though. He definitely has a lot of skill in his tool toolbox, and I just really think that he's a he's a good player that they could develop into something really special. And I hate to say that, and I know it puts pressure on someone, uh, but again, he's got all of this skill and skating ability. He's so fast. I mean, he's got to be he's got to be one of the fastest skaters in college hockey today. Just going through some of his old stats, like uh, he was a Green Bay gambler at the USHL, right. um, but basically a point-per-game clip for a while, looking at his University of Michigan stats, like you said, 17 points in his freshman year. And we're not talking, you know, a second or third tier type of college intramural. We're talking the University right. of Michigan as a freshman doing these things. Um Obviously, Craig and Cat, well, Cassie have nothing to do with it. Um, McCrimmon will evaluate him a little bit deeper and see if the time is now to push that career along a little bit or to leave him possibly in the University of Michigan. or And you have to, have to wonder what he wants as well, he being Hallam. Does he want to make that jump or does he simply want to take the slow route? I mean, it never hurts staying in school as a hockey player until you're ready. So we'll see how it all shakes out. I mean, hockey's going to be there for a long time for him, it seems like. So hopefully he can do it on his terms, which will hopefully be the right terms. It was a good week for the development camp prospects as they went to the fireworks at Red Rock, hung out at the pool, went to the Aviators game. They were the all-Summerlin team, basically. Um, And again, Hallam uh, did mention that a lot of the players, because it's it's very quick in development camp, very structured and what have you, they did do some charity work as well, Mm -hmm. which I thought was awesome. They took a cooking class, but... Hallam said that they battled through a lot of soreness, you know, because they just were out there battling every day. One of the jankiest things I think I've ever seen. Oh, no. it's an, I'll save that. I'm scared. I'll save that for WTF. I no, somebody no. accused me of being too nice and too objective yesterday. Yeah, they they, they know nothing about you. They, those are for, first. Hey, thanks, thanks for watching the show the first time. Um, but back to what you said about the being in the being in the community, being visible in the charity, doing community initiatives and things like that. These are the core values of the Golden Knights. And oh, let me think about this for a second. There is a saying up in City National. 
I can see it when I'm refing from the ice level because I'm not looking at the games when I'm refing. I'm looking up at other things, apparently. Um, is it community service as a contact sport? It's it's something regarding being involved in the community. I wish I could recall exactly what it said. But point being is you can have these signs up, right? You know, we, we've we all had these corporate jobs at some time where there's these just garbage memos in the back of house or these signs that tell you how to act in the front of house and all that. And then it's another thing when you have your people, your 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 players, your employees out there in the community in a you know nearly daily basis doing things. And I think sometimes that possibly goes unnoticed. So good on on the HL, you know, good on Ryan Craig, good on the team as a whole for starting it now that hey, if you're gonna be a golden knight down the road, it's you're not only gonna be out here playing hockey and getting your car washed every day, you're gonna be out there doing things. You're gonna be out there on your own time helping the community and stuff like that. Should have groomed them by getting the car washed though repeatedly. Maybe they did. Well mostly half these kids can't drive. Um I mean, listen, they're staying at Red Rock. I mean, they're staying really right next door at Red Rock on the company dime. So they're getting groomed just fine. They're getting groomed just fine. You could tell their rookies they have to walk over and carry their luggage, you know, to the in their equipment. They'll be okay. They'll be okay. They'll be okay. But Um, successful camp, definitely. uh, Yeah. He said that it was a solid camp. And he also mentioned mentioned Patrick Gay had a good camp. And Brendan Brisson in his 14th VGK development camp uh, did pretty well. (laughs) Well, Well, I'm curious about Brisson. Like, um, this is really going to be a make or break season. Yeah, I think so. I think it's make or break. I mean, I think we're going to have an idea if Brisson is going to be a Cody Glass. Maybe like, okay, let me say this differently. The ceiling, which is even worse, no disrespect to Cody Glass, but the ceiling of a Cody Glass. Or is he going to be a longtime AHL player that flirts with the big games with the big team? Or will he take that next step? And I don't know if he necessarily took a big enough step last season. I mean, we were talking, Tony, like we thought he would have an active role with the Golden Knights this previous season. We really did. And you look at all the injuries and how deep they had to go. And Brasson was never even mentioned as a potential to come in at the at the national level. So we'll see. I mean, th- these kids take time. You know, we're talking about Jackson Hallen being a freshman in, in college and him possibly making the jump. So it takes time. We need to be patient here. And the Golden Knights do have the luxury of patience in the sense that they got a pretty good, you know, 20, 21, 22 forwards where they don't need to peel down to Brisson yet to give him at least one more season to get it right. Jack Eichel said on Toronto's TSN 1050 yesterday. Which quote is this going to be? Well, no, that he's going to get his turn. We'll start off with, the again, something cool. He's going to get his turn with the cup okay. coming up next week. They need to have a stinking calendar so we know who has the cup. Where's the cup today? Where is Waldo and where is the stinking cup? We'll talk about Jackie Aces in that interview coming your way next right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. You put down just 20 bucks and you will land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 that you could spend on betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think will have the first home run in the game. It is on the app. The app is safe and secure, super easy. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today 
and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Back on Lockdown Golden Knights, Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. No, I am not cold. There's just something that I grabbed out of the closet, Chris. I'm just wearing a sweatshirt today. And, of course, you can find us. I'm, I'm warm. I am hot from this sunburn right now. Yeah, you are. definitely. It's starting to peel, too. Great. That's really cool. Uh, okay, so so Jack Eichel. We were talking about Eichel right before the break. And, of course, they never appear in the media here. Uh, so, of course, you have to tune in to Canadian radio, Canadian media. TSN 1050 was the spot in Toronto yesterday. And Eichel talked about everything from taking his shirt off at the parade, which he said uh, he took the under. Uh, it was seven <laughs> minutes, he said, officially, that he took his shirt off. Um, again, he's going to have his day with the cup. His, his family set the line at 30 minutes, I think. He took yeah. it. He went way under. He said seven minutes, and it was done. Um, don't you wish that that we could follow the cup, though, seriously, on its journey and see where it's going? And uh, do they have someone that documents this with photos and videos? I know a lot of it we shouldn't see, but so one really cool thing, actually, um, little plug for my card collecting. But in Upper Deck Hockey Series One, Series Two, and Extended Series, they actually have a really cool what's called an SP. I mean, short print. It's a harder card to find. And it's actually called Day with the Cup. Huh. So it's a picture of that particular player's day. Well, it could be either their day with the cup where they're, you know, wherever they are, or it could be a picture from ice level with the cup. And it'll be really, really cool collecting those cards in the next seasons of hockey cards that come out in 23-24. Only problem is going to be is that they're approximately really, really expensive because of that Connor Bedard dude. So it's going to be a little bit of a, you know, you have to pay a little premium to get your hands on those cards. But a really cool card. Just check them out, like the previous ones with uh, Tampa and Colorado and all that stuff. We're going to get into, again, the grand finale here momentarily. But he also talked about getting a local <laughs> tattoo artist, right, to uh, to put that Stanley Cup tat on his thigh, which I don't know if that's a good spot. Um, he said that he would always do that if he won the cup. And then uh, he talked about, well, they don't have to get a real job, so they can have tats on their face if they'd like. Uh, talked about all the luck and bounces and everything that goes into winning a Stanley Cup, and we saw that for sure. Uh, the legend continues. The legend of Phil Kessel, who definitely has to be in the Nathan's hot dog eating contest next year, don't you think? Legend continues for Phil Kessel. Uh, Eichel you know, said he's such a great, he said that this is such a good guy to have around. He said, when he walks into a room, either you are laughing at Phil Kessel <laughs> or he's just laughing with everyone else. He seems like, and look about one thing that really stands out, the personality of Jack Eichel's really coming out, you know, and that here's no, a he's a lock. He's locker room cancer. He's a locker room. I know. Cancer. No, here's no one likes him. Cancer. He's terrible. Again, him. Yeah poor teammate and everything and everyone seems to gravitate i think towards eichel to be quite honest so okay before game five uh (laughs) the day before and that we have to do it in the eichel kessel voice or no you go go right ahead 
if you guys make me get on a plane back to Florida, I swear to God, I'm going to kill you guys. That's what he said, right? He did say that. And then I, I, I took it, I took it word for word. It was pretty good. I, and Kessel doesn't like to fly, apparently. That's that, that was something else <laughs> that him, came out of that. But him doing the Kessel voice was next level. I think the VGK media team and social you guys team and all make that. Let me get on the plane one more time. I'm going like, to kill you. Golden Knight, I'm sure the production good? team, I'm sure Tyler, you're watching this right now. Um, I'll give you a freebie here. Set up like, um, I don't know, um, America's Got Talent type of judge show or American Idol, and you have 10 different Golden Knights do a Phil Kessel impression. And Let then you hear, make, you make your, a video out of this. Do you have one for us? I don't come have, on, I would man. just say, I would just say A six times because that's all he does oh, every other word. On. Um, one takeaway that I do want to get while well, we're kind of being goofy here, but kind under, of. underrated comments that Jack, Jack Eichel made about the tattoo. He wanted to get a local artist to yeah. do it. And he mentioned something about the passion and appreciation the artist would have for doing that. And that's something right there that does tell you about, you know, power and strength in community being visible in the community. All the things we just talked about, you know, the AHL kids doing. So again, it's, it's clicking. It's clicking top to bottom. I did have an article come out yesterday, Thursday on Vegas hockey now talking about the positive culture of the Golden Knights. And my quote was basically uh, the positive culture of the Vegas Golden Knights is the best kept secret that no one outside of Vegas knows about nor understands. And it's a very fair statement. And when you watch all these, and listen, I get it. A Stanley cup makes things a lot better, but even if they would not have won the cup, even if they would have gone out against Edmonton, there was still a very positive culture throughout the locker room for the entire season. And it's all these core values from being, you know, good teammates from McCrimmon bringing the right people in place and finding the right players to support players when they bring them in. It's not just about bringing a player in to, you know, do a, do a, to get a line one center. It's not just about bringing in Jack Eichel to be the line one center. It's do we have the players around him in the locker room to support him? Jack Eichel, again, we're going off a McCrimmon quote here. He was a young captain in Buffalo with a lot of responsibility. And now he comes to Vegas in a room full of captains who have long postseason experience, who have won the Stanley Cup and they know what it takes. So, you know, little things like that just kind of give you a taste of the culture. And again, Jack Eichel just simply getting a tattoo, but not just going to any Joe Schmo and any corner shop on the strip to do it. He wanted to make sure it was someone who would appreciate doing the tattoo itself. That's so cool. And if you folks don't stay with us, if you don't stay with us for WTF, we're going to kill you. I am eh? so going to, I'm, I'm going to make sure Kessel sees this. I, I, I can, I can make this happen. I'm going to make sure he sees this. He's going to, he's going to grill you. It's WTF. It comes your way next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. It is that time again. It's time for WTF. What the Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. Of course, subscribe on YouTube, Locked On Golden Knights, and make sure that you listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Find us on Twitter. He is at TD Chris G. I am at Tony Dasco. <clears throat> I'm a little spicy today. And of course, it is at Locked On VGK. It's that time for WTF. And okay, no more whiny voice for me. That kind of hurt my throat, dude. Like, okay. Uh, so 
let's get into WTF. And we've got some really good comments uh, from a lot of our good friends out there. Um, I WTF, I'm not sure if I like this or not, Chris, that VGK broke the tradition by having their names engraved on the cup before the players and staff get their day with the cup. WTF. Uh, Why is that WTF? I don't because I just want to throw something out there because they said I was being too nice. So so WTF, you know, why was this WTF tradition? Tony? That was garbage. Why was why was <laughs> this why was why was this tradition? Why was this not broken sooner? So now we're now now we're supporting the Golden. Why did it take a hundred years to do this? I don't know which way I'm going. I said at the beginning, <laughs> I prefaced it by saying, I don't know if I like it or not. Tony is Clark Griswold in European vacation yes. stuck in the roundabout and he can't get out. That's right me. Now. I just can't I cannot get out of there. No, I think part of that is I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of that comes down to the culture, comes down to the ownership, the excitement. I mean how many times will i mean here's the here's the real takeaway i guess how many times after this next month will these players be able to show their kids and show their family their name on the cup that's cool it's not an easy thing to to do again and to get around the stanley cup so i think that's awesome and that's that's the moment right there that's the money shot for these families okay and you would like to see a routing though so we know where the cup is at so no. people don't get creepy and go onto their Instagram. Exactly. Go, That's like you cool. already do, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you follow no, the No, no, no. I follow the wags. Uh, WTF from uh, Norma Dale, um, at Norma Dale 20. I noticed that only a handful of NHL teams congratulated RVGK on winning the cup, WTF. No, that's a good point, though. I, I know Edmonton never tweeted out congratulations. Uh, I think the they got the congrats after the series, though. Did, did the did the sharks say anything when they Who? were at the podium? Who? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, listen, the sharks are on step two of a forty-seven the rebuild right now. They're irrelevant. Okay, but nonetheless, I think that there's still some bitterness out there. WTF? Go ahead. And, and what we don't know is, I mean, all, it's all ceremonial crap when they're doing that at the podium, just so it's in the public eye. We don't know what conversations, who called McCrimmon, who called Foley, and all that, you know. So I take that with a little bit of grain of salt, even when the Sharks are involved. Um, WTF. So I did the positive culture article yesterday, and, you know. I countered that by saying that the season was rigged on the Lockdown Avalanche. I know, yeah. Tony was on Lockdown Avalanche. That's probably coming out today on, on their channel. Look. It's today on their channel. We'll post it tomorrow. I'll put it on our, right? on our channel tomorrow so we have some okay. weekend content and stuff like that, and you guys can grill Tony for that one. Oh, I'm going to get grilled. So, again, the positive culture that no one outside of Vegas understands, some <laughs> clown from Oklahoma hits me and says, oh, tell that to Marc-Andre Fleury about the oh. culture of the Golden Knights. It's like, get over the Fleury situation. No, like, whether you're good. a that's Vegas good, fan – and out, out of town fan, like seriously, get over the Mark Andre Fleury situation. So what? He found he might have, and I think this has been refuted by Fleury himself, but let's assume for a second it wasn't. Fleury found out on Twitter he got traded. Get over it. I don't care. No one in Vegas cares anymore. I'm sorry. No one in Vegas cares anymore. There is a business to this team, and there is a way they do their business. And if they didn't give Mark Andre Fleury that courtesy phone call a half hour before the trade, I don't care. It changes nothing. Move on, people. Tony had his hand up. What do you got, Tony? No, I said I do. I'm still bitter about that. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you had a comment. WTF development camp, jankiness. Both teams, every player in development camp, uh, they had to cram into the UNLV locker room 
over there at City National. Pretty funny. Uh, they're trying to start, what, a new tradition or I don't know what, maybe the prissiness of the NHLers. They didn't want these scrubs, these prospects in the, in the locker room. I don't know what they do. I don't know. In any event. See, they, they put them in the locker rooms before, like in the, the other prospects, ones. Yeah, they wanted the prospects to daydream about being in the NHL. They wouldn't let them in there. And so they were all crammed in the one stinking UNLV locker room where they were overflowing in there. And then when they came on the ice, I was watching on TV. There's just a log jam for everyone to get on there. What if there's some spiciness going on? It was all the clowns getting out of the bug, the clown car, right? Yeah, there you go. Uh, Yeah, so in any event, WTF, give these guys some space, man. Give them an area where they could get ready and be prepared. WTF. Uh, WTF, I appreciate finally there being some trust in Kelly McCrimmon. Um, Me and Tony uh, have talked about this probably three different times this week about the goalie situation. I've wrote about it at least twice this week on Vegas Hockey Now. And people are just grilling the both of us for being concerned. We're not saying the goalies are going to fail, but we're concerned about the lack of starts that Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson have. I got their names right. Oh, my God. Um, We're concerned about the lack of starts they've had throughout their career. We're concerned about their recent injuries issue. We're concerned that Patera is the third goalie right now. These are legit concerns, and yet every time we bring this up, we're getting torn to shreds right now. So WTF, the Vegas fans, I'm glad that you're trusting McCrimmon. And we trust McCrimmon. Well, I trust McCrimmon, too, a Tony yeah, yeah, White, yeah. maybe a little bit. Um, I'm glad that that's all working out. But this could be an issue that pokes his head out and it might happen really quickly at some point. Now, again, hopefully McCrimmon's got a plan for when and if this does happen and I'm glad everyone trusts them, but there's some concern there. Just look at their starts, go back to their career and look at their starts and tell me you're nice and comfortable. This is all going to work out. I had one person even say, no, they're going to be fine. They're going to alternate games to keep them healthy. So they're not going to get injured. That's basically what they did last season. And they both broke down. WTF. There you go. It's, uh, it's what the Friday, we, by the way. It's what the what? Friday. It's what that stands for. Yeah, WTF. That's uh, sort of. And uh, WTF, I just, you know, you were talking about the uh, the vacation series, Cherry Chase, but Vegas Vacation, they filmed on the UNLV campus, some parts of that. So I was sort of a co-ed, I think, at that time, maybe on the cusp, hanging out, whatever. But, yeah, they did have a lot of filming of Vegas Vacation. Uh, and, 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 and UNLV, where did they? UNLV. What do they use? Like what? Like what would they have used? Outdoor. There were some outdoor shots. There. Okay, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Filmed on location. Doesn't have. It although was, it was apparently cool. Las Vegas is becoming the next Hollywood. What's up with that? Yeah, no kidding, right? And Great. more, uh, more, more remember, people. More people in this town. Lovely. Thanks. Do you remember the TV show Vegas? We're getting off track. I, I do. Mean, no, I, okay. I remember. I, so, I, I, I had Dirk. a picture with Josh. Uh, Josh Deham. Oh yeah, yeah. Deham. Deham. Right. Demal. Demal is his name. Uh, yeah. Danny. Danny. Yeah. So anyway, so they used to film that everywhere around the city and they would do things on campus. Uh, one time a running rebel game at the old convention center. They had a chase scene at halftime that they filmed. <laughs> it was so much fun. Like those are some cool days. Okay. Well, the one thing I will say real fast thing you can jump on is I'm glad I was not living in Vegas for that series because I loved watching that show. It was but such a great I, show. Had, they were everywhere. But if I had to guess like a lot of local Vegas people, I mean, like the facial recognition and when someone walks into a casino, they can see a gun through their jacket. Like this, this stuff doesn't exist, but it was, it was fun. It was fun. Go ahead. Okay. No, no. Okay. I'm going to take it a step further. So they used to Uh-oh. film at the old desert in the DI, right? Wow. Okay. And so 
my friends would try to prank me sort of by they would page because you could still page right back in the days where you could go right over the sound system and page Frank Sinatra. So no. So they would be paging doc. They knew I loved the show and watch it like every week paging uh, Dr. Cardasco, Dr. Tony Cardasco. It never, it was never in any series, but they would do that when they knew that they were filming there. So kind of cheap way to get thrills. That's fun. Actually, if one of those would have actually made it on somehow, (laughs) That's awesome. We don't stop at anything to try to get pub. Okay. Hey, at Darth Tommy 774. Oh, boy. What's Tommy got? Oh, no. It's a good one. No, oh, it's good. a WTF. Not trying to get ahead of myself here, but looking around the Pacific Division, I don't see any team making significant enough improvements to challenge the core of EGK that they've established and retained heading into 2024. Seattle. Get all these characters in a tweet. Uh, health will be our biggest opponent from a pack div repeat. WTF. That's a good take. It's a good take. Seattle is really fast responding. Uh, Seattle, I think, takes a step forward. Edmonton, I don't believe in, and I'm getting grilled. Uh, I actually did another article, not, not to keep plugging myself here, but I did another article about the top three threats in the Pacific to the Golden Knights. And Who, I are they? Who are they? Uh, one to three, I went Seattle, Los Angeles, Edmonton third, just because I don't trust Edmonton. I do not trust Edmonton. I don't trust our GM. I don't trust Jay Woodcroft. And they are a, a two-trick pony named Drysidle and McDavid. And then you throw the power play in there. Seven to four wins you a lot of games in the regular season. It doesn't work in the playoffs. And I got, so here's a WTF, I guess I'll wind into this. WTF to like all the Oiler fans who actually found this article and are just sending me all these comments, uh, you know, like, like under the table and stuff through Vegas Hockey Now. And it's so funny watching all these clowns like, you know, prove me wrong please prove me wrong i love mcdavid i've i get grilled from the vegas fans for how much i enjoy watching connor mcdavid i hope the the the, uh connor mcdavid does win a stanley cup i don't want to do it at the golden knights expense but you know it would be nice to see i just don't think it's going to happen in edmonton and i think it's a pretty good take wtf Uh, wtf (laughs) who was number two was it LA? LA. LA. Yeah, Yeah definitely should be LA. Okay, good. Uh okay, so our good friend Wausau Aaron <laughs> McPhee and McCrimmon are De Niro and Pesci. Oh, this was good. This was really Cassidy good. Cassidy is Leota. That's a dynamic. That's I saw a great that. WTF, the made man. WTF at X Reb underscore fan X. WTF have you done with Tony? He seems almost objective these days. Once in a while, I put that journalist hat on, right? I think, you know, and I get a little serious and try to be objective, I think. Was Maybe. that the one where I responded and said that explains why no one watched that show, why the view count was too low? <laughs> that was like the one that got 400 views this week because Tony was nice. I was too nice. Although WTF us, like I'm sitting here, uh, oh, we got four, only 400 views. Like, you know, like, oh, whatever. That's not enough. So uh, I guess it's a huge thank you. Like, I know we've said this before, but, you know, this show really, you know, I mean, obviously a Stanley Cup run helps, but I'd like to think hopefully me and Tony are doing something you guys enjoy. Because now it's really, especially if we get the show out, you know, at night, the night before, you know, a thousand views is what felt like a pipe dream. Maybe a, I won't say what, what other kind of dream, but it felt like a pipe dream that we would get to this point. Now we got up, you know, our thousand followers. It's up to 1170. We're getting almost at 1200 right now. So things have really, especially in the last four months taken off. So just a big thank you for all of that. And it's a lot of fun. And, uh, man, where are we going to be a year from now, Tony? Where, where, yeah. where is the show going to be a year from now? I'm not going anywhere. I wanna, I'm staying here, Same so here. it's going to be a Same lot of fun. Uh, no, it's terrific. And then on the audio side, just thousands and thousands of downloads and 
we're going to hit a big mark here within the next couple of weeks. We'll tell awesome. you about that for sure. And when we hit that, uh, that mark for us, it's a big deal. And we appreciate obviously everyone tuning in through all this nonsense. So coming up this weekend, nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so coming up, to, uh, coming up this weekend again on Saturday, we'll post uh, the locked on avalanche crossover where I said that the season was rigged and that's why VGK won. And some of their fans were like, Oh no, it's a guy talking about the Vegas Golden Knights. This is this is going to be awful, and of course, well, they, think, they had the they had the right half of the show on. They had the right half of the show I think on. They'll, yeah, I think they'll wind up liking me and sending me my flowers by the time it's all said and done. But definitely a fun fan base, and and the last two teams that have hoisted the cup, right? So, and then the Avalanche are the favorite now. They're the favorite team. Uh, I'm not, to buying, win I'm the not, I'm not buying the Avs being the favorite right now, and Why I'm not, not saying the Golden Knight. I'm not saying the Golden Knight should be over them, but there's so many questions right now: questions, distractions, injuries. Yeah, that, that, this is a bad time to be ha- now. Maybe it's a good time to be having these questions in July versus September, so they can address some of them. But you know, we'll, we'll see. And they've added some depth pieces. Depth depth pieces. Sound like Mike Tyson over here. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Druin is now uh, a member of the Avs and Ryan Johansson. And they're still, they think now, and I didn't ask them this on the podcast because they were just asking me a lot of questions about VGK and about why the season was so rigged. Uh, but Gabe Landeskog, I guess, uh, they're trying to, they're hopefully going to uh, see him if they make into the playoffs, which would be pretty pretty big that would be super yeah i mean uh, he's basically done for the regular season already like that's yeah a done that's, deal so it's a done he's, deal. he's on he's on the mark stone ltir plan to success okay uh so that's coming up again uh you can catch now, that now I'm, now I'm getting all negative now i'm doing it yeah thanks i'm rubbing off on you, you and then uh when do we go to three days a week while we're at it is that know. in a couple of weeks i don't know pretty soon we'll be sure. on just three times a week of course we'll get okay. some bonus shots in there whatever but yeah, I'll I don't still know. be here sitting in front of the computer five days a week. I feel like it might not be till August for or July nineteenth no, or August first. No, July nineteenth stands out to me then for some reason. Okay, so that's coming up here within the next couple of weeks. I'm so glad we made we won the cup. Otherwise, how would we have gotten through this last two months? Like, how do we really? I know there's no, a lot of news. How did we get last through it year? last year? Like, no, there was like I mean, Robin Leonard was probably every other show, but still, we need to do a show on Robin Leonard. No. We appreciate everyone tuning in, especially our everydayers. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and making us your first listen each and every day. Have a great weekend, everyone. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We'll see you again on Saturday. We'll have that uh, that bonus content for you there that everyone's been craving. And then back again on Monday. YouTube, YouTube about... only, right? YouTube only. Let's make sure they know that. YouTube only. For what? For no. the bonus. Are you, are you putting it up on the audio, too? Yeah, we'll put it up on the audio. Oh, okay, not bonus. Okay, nice. Still bonus content. And Chris and I will be back on Monday and catch him, of course, on his, uh, what's... Vegas Hockey Now. I was going to say Vegas Everyday Hockey that you watch or listen to or read. I got Everydayers there, too. Okay. We appreciate you tuning in. See you Monday right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Take care.